Hello, my beautiful sister, and welcome to the Healed Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Samara Barrett, and this podcast is brought to you by Healed Woman. I'm so excited to embark on this journey to wholeness with you. So Healed Woman exists to equip and empower women just like you to overcome toxic mindsets through Christ-centered recovery. You can think of this podcast as an open, honest, and safe space to unpack painful lived experiences while I attempt to answer some of your burning questions. So are you ready to get up out of your grave, sis? If so, then I'll see you in my next episode. What is up, my beautiful sisterhood? Welcome back to my podcast, y'all. So excited you decided to click on this episode. I know the title probably drew you in. Okay, your girl talking about the Tinder swindler, but I promise we're going to be attacking it from all sides, okay? We've got the practical side of narcissism at its finest, and then we also have a spiritual side, which we will get into in a moment. My daughter, I'm so glad you are part of the Healed Woman Sisterhood. And if you are not, sis, what are you doing? Okay, we are a growing, thriving ministry of women dedicated to becoming women of extraordinary faith and overcoming toxic abuse and toxic mindsets through Christ-centered recovery. So if this sounds like something that you would love to be a part of, our growing ministry, supporting and empowering women, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at Healed Woman, and we're going to get right into today's message. Actually, right before we do, I want to share something with you all. I don't typically share random good news before we get in, but you know, say lovey. Um, Can you join me in celebrating the official LLC of Healed Woman? Okay, we are legit now. We are a business, okay? We have taken our ministry to the marketplace. We are officially an LLC, so we are Healed Woman LLC, and I'm just so excited and so grateful to God for getting me here. If you've been following my story very briefly, I was a Peace Corps volunteer. We were unfortunately and tragically evacuated from our overseas posts two years ago to the state, honestly. So it's a bit of an anniversary for me. Two years ago, I was airlifted into the States in the middle of a fierce pandemic. Um, But praise God, he saw me through. He disrupted my life and then he put all the pieces back together in the most beautiful way. So two years ago today, I was essentially on my way back to the States with my heart in my hand and my world was falling apart around me. And then fast forward two years, I have an LLC doing kingdom work for God, empowering women, and building up communities that are so often torn down. You gotta love it. God will absolutely put your story back together or rewrite your story in the most beautiful way. He is absolutely a restorer of broken things. He can turn broken things into beautiful things. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. And I cannot wait to see what he does in your life, my dear sister. So that's your little, uh, I threw that in for free. That's your little word of encouragement for today. If you're currently in the midst of a storm, hang on, rest, get in the back of the boat with Jesus and rest as he calms the waves and they obey him and they listen to him and he will absolutely see you through through this storm. So without further ado, let's break down the Tinder Swindler. Before we start breaking down some of the major red flags that I observed all throughout this film, I wanted to give you a brief overview and probably some spoilers if you have not seen The Tinder Swindler. So this is, I would say, a documentary. It's it's not just a movie. It, it's a real story that happened, I want to say, within the past five years. Um, probably older than that, but it's definitely been taking the internet by storm in the past five years and it, it finally broke, you know, on Netflix. So streaming everywhere where Netflix is streaming. Um, called The Tinder Swindler. It is essentially a film about three women out of probably 
possibly hundreds, who were tricked and ultimately deceived by a man pretending to be wealthy. That is the basic storyline. It's basically a guy who was on Tinder. A lot of women swiped right on him and swiped right into the quick and sudden spiral downhill, you know, the worst decision of their life, swiping right on him. And before we even get into it, I know you're probably wondering, why are we talking about the Tinder swindler on this channel? My dear, okay, it is so important for me to warn you all and to use real life examples, okay? There are so many examples in real life about crazy situations happening for two reasons. One, because the enemy exists, and two, because women are being swindled by these men, okay? We are here to stand in God's truth. We are here to know the truth and allow it to set us free. And until we know that truth, until we learn that truth, we will be prisoners of whatever lie the enemy feeding us okay it is so important for us to realize to be able to identify okay remember i love i love the concept of being able to identify to recognize recognize abuse to spot the signs okay if you're rushing right past red flags you will miss them every time they will blur into the background as you race toward this person who was not ready to catch you as you jump hoping this person will catch you and you will fall to your death okay my dear i know we got a little bit grim but i'm just this is why we're talking about it because so many women Christian women, God's women are caught up in situations where they are being swindled. Okay. They are in love with a lie. They are being tricked by a wolf in sheep's clothing and we are not here for it anymore. Okay. As daughters of the most high, as queens, okay. On this channel, we are breaking down, identifying, pulling apart, whatever you want to call it. We are dissecting the enemy's lies and standing in God's truth and refusing to accept anything less. So let's jump into the number one red flag in terms of like in the physical world, in the natural world. And then we're going to definitely dial it back to a Christian perspective on why these women were swindled. First, this movie, oh my goodness, this guy, like, you know, not to bash either the guy or the woman because we're all God's children and some of us need more loving than others. Like we all need God's love, but Lord help these people, okay? So this is a classic example of love bombing and future faking. We've talked about love bombing on my channel. I do have an episode talking about the atomic love bomb. Do check that one out. But briefly, love bombing is a cycle of sort of like, like a hook and reel. It's basically these grand gestures and the flattery phase and the very intense phase of the relationship, an abusive relationship where everything is perfect. This is the perfect guy. He swept me off my feet. It's the fairy tale. And then the mask inevitably falls off. So that's why we call it a love bomb because it's really intense for about let's say the first couple days you meet them to about a couple months after and then things start to fade drastically so it's the phase where things are too good to be true there's a whirlwind of activity it's probably feeling like you stepped into someone's perfect world you can't believe something like this could happen to you future faking is basically another tactic that manipulative people do to get you to stay longer because they promise things in the future they promise marriage they promise kids they promise a house and they dangle these things in front of you as you blindly walk you know walk behind them or walk after them and they never intended to deliver on those promises they never can but they keep it you know like kind of like the carrot dangling in front of the horse that's running just to keep you going so in the movie, we saw that the swindler, we're not going to name him, we're not going to name the ladies on this podcast, but if you did see the film or if you don't intend to, at least you'll be able to understand the dynamic. He promised, you know, marriage, kids, moving in together. He had these women or one of them apartment shopping, apartment hunting, you know, promising that he was going to take care of her, that he wanted to give her his heart and you have my heart, honey, all these sweet things. That was all a lie. Second red flag, the grandiose acts. Okay, the big, I mean, the first woman that talked that shared her story, 
she admitted she was like i felt like i was living in a fairy tale i was like whoa who is this guy that wants to give me his heart that wants to invite me on a jet that wants to take me out the first time i saw him like i had this huge big date that i'd never been on before paraphrasing these are not her words it was this huge big date she had never been on before and imagine you know going from her humdrum life to maybe something that is completely out of this world foreign novel you know what i mean like the experience really swept her off her feet of course she's completely blindsided by his grandiose acts of jets and money and thousands of dollars and flying out to see this girl for just a coffee and flying across the you know flying across um country you know boundaries state boundaries and country boundaries to see women who he had met a couple days ago okay so this guy was big high flying like big time he was really pulling out all the stops to get these women hooked and reeled in okay there was another person who he didn't have a romantic relationship with it seemed like they were pretty platonic and so they he offered her a summer of non-stop fun and partying and expensive lavish you know events and parties and you know it was at no cost to her little did she know someone else another one of his victims was funding those trips okay and it was eventually going to become her time to pay up if you know how the story goes where he essentially swindled these women out of thousands of dollars by paying up front for a lot of things and then eventually he started asking the women you know the women who he was dating and essentially you know deceiving to start paying for for the dates for other women that he was seeing or taking out the third red flag and we're just chugging right along because i really want to get to the meat of the christian viewpoint about why these women were swindled and how you can stay away from being swindled like this the rescue mindset of the women so we see that there is a pattern here he was completely enamored and obsessed with the woman for a couple of days weeks whatever future faking i want to marry you you're the only one for me he's flying out to see them flying them on jets getting them here there and everywhere promising you know all these big things and so you he has sort of created a false bond. I mean, it's a trauma bond, but it's like a fake emotional bond where he's promising things that the women want, you know, they're putting out, they're coming to see him, they're, you know, being intimate with him, like they're creating, you know, the idea, they're falling for the idea of the, I want to say they're falling for an idea, an idealized version of a relationship that they could have with this man, although he has not proven that he could be any of the things that he's promised to them. And so it sort of builds this rescue mindset for them that when he asks for a favor, it's coming from a genuine place. It makes it seem like he's coming from a genuine place, like I'm in a hard time right now. I have all these enemies, quote unquote. That's something that you probably remember from the film. He always had enemies after him, like constantly, you know, coming after him, after his money, after his wealth. And it's like the women want to believe that they've already become attached to him. You know, they've seen that he has money and that he really could be in a hard spot financially. And so that is where that's the sweet spot. That's exactly where he wants them because now they're just like well he did so much for me you know it can't be that much for me to just help him out this one time or you know I can't I can't let my friend down or I can't let my boyfriend down or he's promised me so much I can come through for him this one time so essentially the swindler he put skin in the game okay my dear he put skin in the game where he basically made a ton of deposits so that when it came time for him to withdraw there would be no question or doubt that he was good for his money okay and we all know how he swindled them of course if you haven't seen the film spoiler alert 
We all know how he swindled them. You know, he was using other people's money to fund the trips for other women he was dating. And then he would cash in from another woman and the cycle would perpetuate. He would use those funds to pay for whatever else he was trying to do with another woman. So he put skin in the game, making these women believe that he was good for his money. He would pay them back. Like, if you just help me out this once, I promise to get the money back to you. We all know how that ended. He never did built all these false emotional bonds and the women felt the need to save him since he did so much for them in the beginning my goodness it's just so tragic even thinking about this going over my notes and just remembering the movie i just it made me so angry to watch this movie so after we see the rescue mindset, I mean, it kind of at the same time when the rescue mindset kicked in, the mask was falling off. So after he had basically drawn those women into his world, only three came forward. But you can imagine how many more hundreds of women he had ripped off and swindled and taken advantage of in his lifetime. And so the mask inevitably fell off as it always does with these type of people, okay? They cannot keep up <laughs> the facade for too long. It's a miracle if you find an emotional manipulator or a narcissist keeping up his facade, his, you know, wolf in sheep clothing attitude for more than a couple months. It's exhausting for them and they cannot, okay? It eventually falls off. And when it does, it is quick, sudden, tragic, and it completely blindsides these women, Okay. So the mask falling off looks like temper tantrums when he would yell at them or get angry at them or even curse at them for not lending him the money or whenever he would whenever he would like start to pester them like where's the money why haven't you sent me the money like I need this money you know that my enemies are coming for me and the women would start to like question or maybe like ask like why do you need this much money he would like yell and and call them names and you know curse at them and the switch was, you know, it was hot and cold, very hot and cold behavior. Um, he would have these bouts of yelling and then he would quickly follow up with apologies, tons of missed calls back to back. I mean, the signs, all the classic signs of a temper tantrum, of a narcissistic rage were apparent in the way he treated these women. And they still, they still endured it. That's the biggest thing. Why did these women stay? Okay, if that question is on your mind, why did these women stay? I have an answer for you, my dear. I have an answer. First of all, trauma bonding. These women were already in the pits of trauma bond with this man. Uh, just, you know, recall our rescue mindset of why they felt the need to save this man, why they felt the need to be there for their man, quote unquote, or why they felt obligated to help him out no matter the expense you know how much it costs them i mean one woman basically took out the cost of a mortgage and loans racked up thousands of dollars of debt across many different banks to get this man you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. i think it was one of them ended up pulling out you know in her name and it was funding this man's trips around the world and lavish dinners and parties and and you know his um expensive designer clothing i mean my goodness this man really has a very interesting con down okay he's really got the con down to a t so why did the woman continue giving money they did not have my dear they were holding out hope okay they were holding out hope. There's that word again, hope. Okay, last week we talked about why does she stay? If you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to listen to that because it's so related here, right? 
why did she stay why do women stay in abusive relationships because of hope okay they hope that the person they fell in love with would come back if they just do what they say okay they hope that they could buy you know they kept buying essentially more time for themselves because of the future faking like oh i promise i promise i'll pay you back this money 10 times over if you just lend me you know if you lend me fifty thousand dollars i'll pay you five hundred thousand I mean, that sounds like a sweet deal. That sounds like something you would love to cash in on, okay? So that future faking, that holding out for hope, for change, for, you know, for the relationship going back to the honeymoon phase, my dear, it is never going back to that part of the relationship, okay? The person you fell in love with was a lie. If you get nothing out of this whole episode, okay, I want you to take that. They fell in love with a lie. If you have fallen for someone like this, if you have found yourself caught up in a situation where it was too good to be true and now you're believing it was too good to be true, you are in love with a lie, okay? They completely deceived you, took your money and ran, took your love and ran, you know, took your whatever you gave to them, purity or, you know, virginity, resources, whatever you're giving to these men that are taking advantage of you, they do not care about you they are probably doing the same thing to many other women as we've seen in this film and you are never going to get that person back that made you fall in love with them okay that was all an act my dear i don't want you to stay in these relationships thinking that you can get back to the fairy tale ending that you once had okay that is dead and gone and it is you know it was buried the moment the mask fell off okay that person that version of the person you're dating died when the mask fell off okay they are never returning to that sweet loving you know believable version of themselves the narcissist is here to stay and you are not okay you gotta go it's time for you to get up out of that grave sis remember we as healed women are not staying in our toxic graves we are getting out Okay, so I want to transition into the biggest red flag that I noticed from a Christian perspective. Okay, those were all pretty much just tactics of emotional manipulation and abuse and narcissism, which all have a time and place. But there is a spiritual element at play here as to why these women even fell for this man in the first place. And that's something I really want to talk about before we hop off and move on with our beautiful lives, okay? So bear with me because we're going to take a deep dive into some prophecy in Isaiah chapter 4 verses 1. Let's see here. Isaiah chapter 4 verses 1 starts, and in that day seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own food and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. And I'm going to read that again for emphasis. Isaiah chapter 4 verses 1 starts. It's really a continuation of Isaiah chapter 3, but bear with me. We're going to break it down. And in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own food and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. My goodness, this verse is hitting so hard right now, okay? This is desperation at its finest, my dear. This is desperation at its finest. So let's break that down. Isaiah chapter 4 is really a continuation of uh, chapter 3, okay? Where it's speaking of Isaiah, the prophet. He's prophesying about Jesus' swift judgment of Jerusalem and Judah in the last days where God is going to cause great destruction upon the people in the land, including men and women and children, okay? 
So that's giving a little bit of context because I know we kind of just came out the gate swinging, talking about women, seven women struggling over one man. And so Isaiah's prophesying here that men are going to die at war, okay? Men are going to be fighting and dying at war, leaving the woman alone, unprotected, single, unmarried, and without honorable men to marry, okay? Can you imagine that's a very dismal society, okay? As much as, you know, we're advocating that love is not supposed to hurt, love is a beautiful thing, we all know this you know, women don't want to be single. Okay. So it's not a bad thing to be single, but the desire of a woman's heart is companionship and to be with her husband. Okay. To be with the man God has for her. I'm not going to say every woman desires that, but I would say a good majority of women and even men desire healthy companionship and deep emotional connection with the person that they love. Okay. So imagine this dismal society where there are not even, there's a shortage of men, a shortage of honorable men. All of our men have died at war. God has allowed a killing of men, which causes a shortage of them, contributing to chaos and a spirit of desperation in women to be married, no matter the circumstance or the cost. If you can just picture this scenario right now, and I really encourage you to study this word, it's Isaiah chapter 4 verses 1, you will see why this applies to the Tinder swindler and so many other situations where women are groveling for men's love, attention, and hand in marriage, or groveling for the man's hand in marriage, no matter how foolish it makes them look. My daughter, this is a situation meant to humiliate proud women, evil women, wicked women, okay? So this is essentially God's swift judgment upon, you know, the evil women at that time or, you know, in Jerusalem and Judah. But it can also speak to women who are so desperate that they are willing to be humiliated for the sake of love, okay? I am not here to say that those women who were swindled deserve to be humiliated. I feel for them. I cannot believe that they are thousands of dollars in debt because of a deceptive tactic essentially that pulled the wool over their eyes but it just goes to show the spirit of humiliation and desperation that is permeating our women of today okay that they would stoop to the level of fighting over one man simply to take away reproach and so reproach in the bible means like the shame or something that brings shame or something that you feel ashamed about. So they were asking simply to take away our shame of being single. We will literally fight over this one man to escape being single, being childless, being a spinster, whatever you want to call it. And that is probably the most painful thing to read and understand in the Bible. That women would be so turned around, so disgraced, so ashamed of their single state, their singlehood, that they would fight over a man who one does not want them to is probably not a good suitor for any of the seven women and three is ultimately going to be destroyed my daughter it is so imperative that you understand the spirit of desperation so that you do not fall prey to the enemy's tactics okay the spirit of desperation is characterized by falling at man's feet okay falling at the man's feet fawning over him being desperate entering the state of just being um, low, not humble, okay? Because a humble, meek spirit is very different than a desperate spirit, okay? Spirit of desperation means you're willing to do literally anything just to escape your singlehood or escape being childless or, you know, not having married in your life. A humble and meek spirit is characterized by your mentality to serve, to serve God's people, you know, to put God first on the throne of your heart, to think of yourself less, not think less of yourself, because that is a huge difference, okay? Humility and meekness is the ability 
to think of yourself less, to put others first, to put others' needs above yours in a godly way, responding to God's instructions, okay? Not because every person comes before you, but because God has specifically said, I want you to give to that person. I want you to donate to the poor. I want you to volunteer. I want you to dedicate your life to ministry. Not because man told you to, but because God told you to, okay? And then thinking less of yourself is where low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-love come in, okay? And those are very different mindsets. Spirit of desperation is literally thinking less of yourself you don't even think you're worthy of an honorable man of waiting for the man god has for you of waiting in your singlehood and not rushing to move outside of god's timing because you don't want to be alone or you don't want to be childless or you don't want to be single for all of your life okay these women are typically caught up in the allure of the relationship, of the promise of marriage, of, you know, the bells and whistles that come along with marriage, but they do not understand the work it takes to stay married. They do not understand the true reality of a godly partnership, of a godly union, and they do not, they are not prepared for the long haul, okay? You realize all of those relationships in the Tindler Swindler fizzled out. I don't even think they lasted more than two years. I think the person that came forward as his quote-unquote girlfriend they had been together for what 13 14 months she had said all of those relationships fizzled out yes he was abusive and manipulative and aggressive okay that it would not have lasted anyway but these women were not in it for the long haul they were not in it with the right intentions okay they came in there swinging came out the gate swinging with a spirit of desperation my dear and that that is the biggest red flag, honestly, from a Christian perspective, that these women were willing to be humiliated, humiliated for the sake of love. My daughter, I cannot stress enough to you how detrimental that is to, oh my goodness, to your health and wealth as a woman, to your ability to thrive and really step into your feminine energy and your royal position in the kingdom i mean there's so many things that i would there are just so many things that are related to let me get my thoughts together because there's so much racing that wants to come out of my mouth my dear it is so detrimental that spirit of desperation that spirit of humiliation of fighting over one man you know with seven other six other competitors that is not the man god has for you you will not have to compete what is yours for what is yours okay you will not have to compete fight humiliate yourself berate yourself lower yourself for what is yours okay what is yours is no one else's and these women were competing with each other paying for each other to go out and be wined and dined by this swindler and they paid the ultimate price because of that. And I don't want you all to confuse me blaming or shaming these women. I am pointing out the biggest red flag from a Christian's perspective about why these women were swindled because it was already prophesied in Isaiah thousands of years ago. Okay, so I really encourage you all to get into that verse and really understand what the Lord was saying about that particular prophecy and also what it means in today's society. Okay. And we are not ascribing to a spirit of desperation here at Healed Woman, okay? So if you or someone you know is struggling, <laughs> struggling with her identity and her reason for being in a relationship in a love that hurts, I encourage you to check out the resources that we have, the videos, the topics that I've covered on love is not supposed to hurt and any other of the, any of the other content listed under Healed Woman on social media because we absolutely have resources for you, my dear. You do not have to stay in a love that hurts. You do not have to grovel for true love and you do not have to fight six other women to get your mans, okay? 
We are not out here fighting and being desperate and allowing ourselves to be humiliated, falling at the man's feet, fawning over him, paying for him, paying for expensive dinners. That is not what God's women are called to. That is not the low-level experience we are called to as daughters of the Most High, okay, my dear? So my prayer for you is that you will be set free, okay? You will be emancipated from that prison, okay? You will be set free from that mental prison of thinking you have to fight for this man and pay your way into his life. You do not, okay? We're going to be breaking down. I'm actually going to take this offline. I'm going to take this offline and onto my YouTube channel, okay? So if you'd like to hear some more thoughts from a Christian perspective on the Tindler Swindler and other things from the Bible, I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel, Healed Women. I'm going to be breaking down another video of my, just my thoughts, just literally my thoughts um, on the Tinder swindler, not necessarily like red flags, but just things to be aware of. Okay, my dear. So my prayer for you today is that you be set free from the spirit of desperation. And I will see you in my next episode, my dear, hoping to see you free and ready to get your hands dirty, get into the healing process and get out of that grave. Okay, my dear. So I will see you in my next episode. Stay blessed, my sister. If anything mentioned during this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear your feedback, sis. There are so many ways to connect with me. First, via email at samarab at healedwoman.org. That's S-A-M-A-R-A and the letter B at healedwoman.org. Or you can find me on social media. On Facebook, we are Healed Woman. And on Instagram, we are healed.woman. You can also submit questions to any of those platforms and I will do my very best to answer them here on my channel or on the podcast. So who knows, your question could be next. I'd love to connect with you, so don't hesitate to find me, sis.